remember a plaque up on the wall in my grandparents' kitchen. It had an old Pennsylvania Dutch wisdom etched in the wood. It really fascinated me. It was one of the first things I learned how to read. The quote read like this. Wie get too soon old und too late smart. I can remember having lots of conversations around cookies and milk with my grandparents sitting at their kitchen table and talking about that plaque and that quote, what it meant, why it was spelled like that. Fast forward to what I know now. You don't have to wait to get old to get smart. Learn from the mistakes other coaches have made so you don't have to repeat them. And if you find that you're already heading down a path with one of these mistakes, it's not too late to turn your ship around and course correct. Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Welcome back content creators. That old Pennsylvania Dutch saying up on the wall in my grandparents kitchen, that was ingrained in me from an early age. And well, I didn't want to be someone who grew up old too soon and smart too late. I've always been one to keep an eye on things other people share about what doesn't work, but also what works for them. Because it stands to reason, if something's working, the person who tells you about that has probably already tried a bunch of things that didn't work. It's great to grow and learn from others' mistakes, and you also want to learn from others' successes. John Maxwell, the leadership expert, has been credited with this quote. It's said that a wise man learns from his mistakes. A wiser one learns from others' mistakes. But the wisest person of all learns from others' successes. Keep listening, content creators, and keep all of these wise guys in mind that John Maxwell talked about. I've compiled some of the most common mistakes that new and sometimes even seasoned coaches make, so you don't have to make them too. By steering clear of these mistakes, you'll be on the path to success much faster than someone who's trying to go it alone and stumbling through all their own mistakes. Number one, trying to help everyone with everything and not niching down. You might have heard that the riches are in the niches, or maybe you've heard that it's best to niche down to blow up. Well, you might resist niching down because you don't want to leave anyone out. You want to help lots of different types of people with lots of different problems. You might think it feels too confining to only offer your coaching to a narrow specific set of people or only help them solve one problem. The only thing is, the opposite is true. It's actually easier when you niche down because then your message stands out. It's so much easier to write your content when you niche down and your intended audience, those people will see themselves so much better in your writing and in your offerings. Your ideal people will find you. They'll hear your message better. They'll think you've been speaking specifically to them. 
and they'll come to realize how you really get them. That's because you've narrowed down your offerings to a smaller subset of folks. You're not trying to help everyone with everything. In other words, you've become a specialist in a sea of generalists, so you're going to stand out. If you're not sure how to niche down, who you want to work with as a group of people or what type of challenge that you'll help them overcome, well, you can experiment. You can focus your writing on a target audience of people, people with certain characteristics, and just keep refining your focus with specific challenges that you help them with. Keep drilling down, keep refining your people, your ideal customer or your client. When I went through coach training, I was told, don't worry about picking a niche. Somehow your niche always finds you. And as long as you're continually experimenting, I've seen that happen again and again. Along with not niching down, a similar mistake is not asking your people regularly what they need. Make sure to poll your people, spend time doing one-on-one Zoom meetings, phone calls, or face-to-face meetings with them to ask questions about what they need help with, what their challenges are, if there are any new challenges or problems that have come up unexpectedly. Record what they say and then use those words. That's going to help you in your copy. And remember, you don't want to edit what they say to make them sound like how you think it should sound. You want to use their own exact words. That helps call in the people because they're going to recognize themselves in those words. Second mistake. Actually, there's a few under this one, and I think I've made them all. These are email mistakes. The first one is not building an email list from the beginning. This is one of the first things you should be doing. Yeah, I I did. I just should it on you there. You should be building an email list. This is really one of the most important things you can do for your future business. Start building an email list. There's no point to waiting. You don't even need a website to start building an email list. Create some type of a lead magnet. That's a freebie, something that answers a compelling question or solves a problem for your audience. And the email service provider you choose will likely have a landing page where you can have your opt-in. That's a place where people can add their name and email to get access to your freebie. Choosing one of the email service providers that has landing pages is a must if you don't have a website. But if you've got a website, you can have that landing page right there on your website. Don't overthink that freebie. That often eats up a lot of a new coach's time and energy, trying to get a perfect opt-in gift. Just forget about getting it perfect because the likelihood is it won't be perfect. You're going to be tweaking and changing that opt-in gift for a long time. So remember, done is better than perfect. Get it out there and start collecting emails and names to start your email list. Another mistake I see in email marketing is not tagging new email subscribers. And again, this is something that I had not been doing in the beginning. You want to use a tag when people join your email list. And when you're choosing that email service provider, you wanna make sure that they have an option to tag subscribers. Now, what that means is as the person signs up for your freebie, 
you designate either one or more tags, a word or a phrase that lets you know later on how that person found you and what interest they have among the topics for which you create content. Keep tracking those tags to see what lead magnets, what freebies are working for you and which one of those topics resonate most with your audience. For instance, if you have a blog post about quick healthy choices for dinner and you offer an opt-in, a content upgrade that gives more information, let's say it's a checklist of healthy pantry staples to have on hand that you write about on your blog, and then all of your recipes will pull in from that checklist to whip up a healthy meal. When someone opts in for that checklist, that pantry checklist, you could add the tag to the subscriber's account. Maybe that tag would become the letter C and the letter U, which stands for content upgrade. CU-PantryPicks. Later, let's say you're going to write an entire book of recipes that are healthy and quick to prepare. You'll want to know who on your email list is interested in this topic because they're going to be the first ones you notify about your book. So you send an email to everyone with that tag first. You could even use that group of people with that tag to poll them about what they find most challenging about preparing quick and healthy meals and use that information in future content. Tagging allows you to segment your list and really tailor your offers to people. Don't wait to get started with tagging. Another email mistake is not emailing the people on the list you're building. I get this. Oh my gosh, I avoided this like the plague. You worked hard to get people to sign up on your list. Now you worry that you don't want to bother them by sending them an email. And maybe you worry that people will unsubscribe if you send them an email. Or you don't know what to write about in your emails. You might be overthinking how often you should send those emails, what would the format look like, or I can't decide on an email service provider, so I can't send out any emails. There, the list goes on and on. The truth is that people will unsubscribe. Just accept that and always be growing your email list so you can keep adding more new people faster than there are unsubs. So your list number will always be moving upward. You need to keep in touch with these folks. Decide what interval is doable for you and then stick to it. Again, experiment with your format for your email. Call it a newsletter. You can give it a name. Add different sections, features, stories. Just have some fun with it. Ask people questions. Suggest new products, new services. Be consistent. And the longer you go without missing a week, you won't, you won't want to break your streak. So keep sending them out every week and it just becomes a habit. Then if you want to add a second regular consistent day to send another email out, go for it. Decide what's doable for you to regularly keep in touch. Consistency is what matters here. Just pick an amount of times that you can send that email and then do it. Here are some sales mistakes. This is category number three. Waiting to put out an offer for sale. Well, who is that genius that said you have to give till it hurts? Not offering anything for sale until you've almost burned yourself out? That's ridiculous. Don't wait to make an offer for your coaching services, for digital products, for courses or programs. 
In a dating analogy, we would say, don't ask someone to marry you on the first date, though. There is a sweet spot. And again, experiment. Find out what that is. Too many coaches wait too long to make a paid offer. Months, years, and even give away their best services without charging. If you're giving away your coaching services for no payment, you're just training people to expect everything for free. So you've really got to stop that. Stop it now and start offering coaching services and your digital products and selling. Another mistake is not selling the transformation. In other words, not selling the results they will get by working with you. People don't want a coaching package. They want transformations. So focus on the transformation that you're offering those coaching clients. If you position your offer as to the transformation, the result that they're going to get by doing the work with you in a coaching setting, that will get you better results with people wanting to take you up on your offer to coach with you. This is a big mistake where coaches focus on putting together a package of X coaching sessions for X weeks for however long. No, people don't care how they get there. They want to be there. They want the transformation and they want to be off the pain island and onto that pleasure island. So talk to that in your copy, in your content, and in your discovery sessions and see if that doesn't change the number of people who are signing up to work with you. Talk about the transformations. And here's another selling mistake, over-delivering and undervaluing. While we're talking about working with people, stop doing this common coaching mistake, undervaluing your services and over-delivering. We touched on the undervaluing piece just a minute ago when I talked about letting people think they can get all your services for free. Charge what you think is fair. And as far as over-delivering, that one's a little more difficult to rein in sometimes. That's because coaches love giving. You got to think of the boundaries, though. Clients will respect you more when you step up and put up some boundaries on your time and your access and what you'll tolerate from them. Model what you would coach them around. Here's another mistake, number four. Getting it perfect before getting it out there. All right, let's not pretend. Perfect is an illusion. It's just a mirage. Something made up in your mind or other people's minds, it's not necessary to push for perfection, and it's slowing you down and it's holding you back. That means that people are out there looking for the answers you have, and you're holding back on their moving forward. Let this become your mantra. Done is better than perfect. So the blog posts you constantly tweak, add to, subtract from, rearrange, and then eventually delete because you think they're not good enough, they could be helping folks, even in their original form before you started doing plastic surgery on them. So repeat this after me. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. So be okay with B or B plus work. It doesn't have to be A plus for it to be helpful for other people. Those blog posts you've been working on forever, publish them. That podcast, start it. Don't wait for up teen years like I did. 
Just freaking start it and then tweak it as you go. That coaching program or course that you've been planning and working on forever, decide that enough is enough. And quite honestly, you probably already have too much content in there already. And just launch it. You're going to need feedback from the people who go through it to make it better. You can't do that in your content corner in your office. Do as Eleanor Roosevelt recommended. She said, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Take a deep breath. Get it out there. Not later, but now. Mistake number five is comparing yourself to others. Now, I know it might be human nature to compare yourself against someone else, but it's a mistake. Don't fall for it. And imposter syndrome. You know, I don't know anyone who hasn't had at least a twinge of this, where you think, who am I to be teaching this? Who am I to be doing this kind of work? Just don't let that stop you. Don't let it slow you down, though. It's a mistake to give in to these thoughts. They're only thoughts. If you're comparing yourself where you are now, maybe you're just starting out and you're comparing yourself to someone else's middle or late stages when you're just starting out, you don't always know that that person has been what they've been through and you don't know that they're in their middle or late stages. And sometimes people have been in other businesses before they start the one that you're actually comparing yourself to. They have all that experience behind them. Comparing yourself to others is the fastest path to low self-esteem. So don't fall for that. And don't make that mistake. Compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to where you were a month ago, six months ago, or a year ago. Compare yourself to yourself, not to others. Number six mistake is not getting help. Why do so many coaches think they have to do it all themselves? I get it about being thrifty with the amount of money you spend on your business, especially in the early stages. But I see too many people who are slowed down by tech pieces that they think they have to learn to do certain things in their business when they just need to outsource that. Instead of spending time spinning wheels and struggling with understanding something that's not in your wheelhouse or that makes you want to pull out your hair, outsource that. Spend more time then on income-producing activity. That should more than cover the cost of outsourcing, and even then some. Hiring someone to do the bits that you don't like to do, don't know how to do, or take too much time just makes so much sense. Likewise, if you're a coach, don't make the mistake of not hiring your own coach. Working with a coach or a mentor is a smart investment in your business, and it shows your clients that you practice what you preach. In the category of getting help, I'm including this. Don't make the mistake of not getting an accountability partner or joining a mastermind group to help hold you accountable. Being a solopreneur is lonely and it's really easy to overthink every little decision and then start second guessing everything. That could lead to analysis paralysis and then you're not moving forward. So be sure to incorporate accountability into your week Accountability partners or masterminds are a great way to keep you on the path to success. Okay, so there you have it. At least six mistakes, actually more than that if you count the subcategories, 
but at least six mistakes that new and seasoned coaches make all too often and how you can steer clear of them. Knowing that they're out there, you can now avoid them. Learn from these mistakes and learn from successful coaches who've already forged a path that's working. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. Check out the thread over on Instagram at Dr. Melissa Brown and be sure to post your biggest aha from this episode. Include any mistakes or successes you think new coaches should know about to help them get their content out in the world where it's going to do its greatest work. Until next week, content creators, keep publishing your compelling content. You've got a message to get out there and your content is the way you'll reach all of those folks who are looking for you. Remember, they need you and they can only hear the solution to their challenges, their unique situations with the unique solution you bring. You've got the answer. You've got the content. Now go get it out there, out into the world where it will do its best work. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world. Music